Welcome to Skip This Podcast. My name's Luke. And my name's Brownie. We're just a couple of mates who decided to get together and talk about our own mental health. Along the way, we'll chat to some real people and hear their stories and advice on how they deal with mental health. So if this doesn't sound like it's for you, feel free to skip this. Or listen. Oh, I don't really care. Nathan. Hi, Luke. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Good. This is going to be a quick intro. Yes. Because uh, I think we should just get straight into this one. We've got VIP sitting with us. So we, we do. We'll get to it. Um, I can hear your voice sounding unbelievable through these new mics. Yeah. And the headphones smell like a new car. <laughs> Thank you, Audio Technica. <laughs> yeah, Audio Technica. Um, it's our first ever sponsor, Wardy. So it is. It's pretty good. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so first off, Nathan, I guess we should chat. Uh, we did Steve Gamble's episode last week. Yes, yep. Um, that's pretty good. But we got, we got to the end of the episode and we were walking out the door and he was like, oh, I forgot to talk about this. Oh, I forgot to talk about that. So I feel like an episode two with Steve is in the works. Yep. Um, so we'll have to get back to do that. But it was a great insight yeah, into I'm what he does. His, uh, you are repping his um, merch that he gave us. Yeah. Um, so I'm just a product whore. You are a product You give it to me, I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> you, say, you say that after our guest tonight brought a bunch of stuff to us. Yeah. Um, the fundraiser. Yes. Where are we at with that? Um, do you know? Yeah, I didn't turn up for a site meeting yesterday. So <laughs> you're back but, though. Yeah, I, I'm, I was on the um, injured reserve list. Yeah, March 19th. Uh, you can still register through the social channels to um, enter. I think it's up to 23 people have entered to do the loop the lake, the 53 kilometres around the lake yep. by uh, foot, by bike and by paddleboard. And I think we're pretty close to the 10 grand, which was sort of yeah, our first. Yeah, nine and a half grand raised so was, far. Yeah, our first sort of limit. Yep. So I think judging by our last fundraiser, I think we'll probably uh, increase that ceiling a little Hopefully. bit now. Now yeah. that we've... We've got another few weeks yeah, left to go. Spend your money. Um, what else we got? You went on a plane. Yeah, I was on a plane last week. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. How did that feel? Just good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, I flew out to Brisbane to do some work for Nitro World Games. So, launched that. Tickets on sale. It's a good feeling getting a live sporting event on sale in, in um, the current climate because it's been 18 months between on sales. And, yeah, it's going good. So, yeah, I'm stoked. Good. Well, while you were on a plane, I was hysterically crying at a movie last Friday. Oh. I think it was. What movie? Um, I won't give the movie away oh, because it is really sad. close to what uh, we, we are going through and what Heath has. Oh. It's literally the thing that he has. Um, and what's, I think it's What's it called? The movie. Yeah. I won't tell you the movie because it, it just gives it away. People don't understand. Um, oh. But I, I don't think I've felt that way since last year. Like I literally went to the deepest point of oh, sadness yeah. and yeah. I got there and cried it out and actually felt really good afterwards. Oh, so good. I can recommend to anyone, if, you, if you're feeling a little bit flat, have a good cry at something and then the next Watch day Watch this great. mysterious movie. Yeah. I won't tell you the movie. It's okay. just, it just gives it away and you know that I don't, you know you don't like to, to share yep. what that's Heath has, enough. but if I give away what the movie is, we were like, okay, that's what he has. So die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> okay, so... We, uh, I reckon we just get into it because yes. our guest is sitting here waiting. Yes, we don't be in the Fitzum studios once yeah, again, back, back in the Fitzum studios. Thanks, Rob Pisto. So today's guest is the founder of a thing called Head Above Water. Um, to date, they've contributed to a huge amount of workshops being run for more than 4,500 people and they've raised over $150,000 along the way for Gotcha for Life. He's an amazing influence and ambassador in the community and most importantly, a loving dad and father of three, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Ward. Welcome to the show. 
Wow, the intro. Thank you. <laughs> How's that? I, uh, that was good. I was writing the intro and I, I do have to apologise. In case you haven't listened to our show, you're not actually the first Wardy to come on this show. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's the other Wardy? Not uh, Sam Ward from no, the Rats. No, no. Yeah. You know another Wardy as well. I know a few. <laughs> There's oh. only one though, of course. Yeah. No, nah, we had a great guest, uh, Wardy, come on and tell a story about his son. But, um, yeah, right. You do have in common with him, you have an incredible story and we were so excited that you said yes to coming on the show. No, thank you. Um, so without sort of going into detail on how it started, what is Head Above Water? So Head Above Water is an activity, I guess a, um, an activity-based fundraising group. So you could say we're a bit of a conduit in the community. Yeah. Uh, and we make it really clear we're not a, we're not a charity. Um, but when we um, started to think about what we wanted to do, and we tried to, I guess, leverage our network and our love of water and surfing and swimming, etc., um, we wanted to align ourselves with a charity partner. And I'd, I'd sort of met Gus once. Gus Wallen, this is from yep. Gotcha for Life, and um, didn't really know him, but my wife uh, knows Vicky through sort of the kids doing sport and netball, etc. And and we wanted to, we didn't want to be another charity. Because yeah. there's 55,000 odd charities out there. So mm. we we're quite specific about that. But obviously to have the credibility and um, to, to make sure that the money's being um, funneled correctly and put into the right programs, we really need to align ourselves with a, with a national charity. And we went down that track, we've got you for life. So, so again, I think when you look at Head Above Water, we're a, you know, a really a fundraising group. Um, who has the ability to put on some events, and in this instance, the 24-hour swim. Yeah. And um, it allows us to to then align ourselves, like I said, we've got you for life, and our program partners, which Man Anchor is one of them. Yep, yeah. And um, just on that, I'm very glad I'm on here because um, you will need three or four sessions with Steve because <laughs> <laughs> he can talk a lot um, and he does ramble. Yeah. Um, but, look, he, he's an incredible guy. I've, I've known Steve for probably 15 years, maybe yeah, 20. Well, he's saying his last name should be Ramble, not Gamble. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Um, but we're really stoked to, to have um, Man Inc. as one of our program partners along with Tomorrow Man and Tomorrow Woman because yeah. um, it's very important that we have a really credible partners out there who can deliver workshops and yeah. um, training. Yeah. How long has Head Above Water been a thing? Well, we're coming into three years. Yep. So the I guess you could say the start of it, I had an idea for a long time about sort of doing something and I wasn't yep. too sure what that is. And, and I guess, you know, through my lived experience, it's really important to have a purpose sometimes in life and yep. you can get to a certain age and I'm sure we'll get to this about sort of some of my background and depression, et cetera. Yep. Um, but I've been thinking a long time about, gee whiz, what am I doing? You know, what, what, I don't really contribute much to society, although I'm involved in swimming clubs and done a lot of activities in the community. So after probably having, uh, you know, a significant, um, I guess, episode in my life, I came out of that and went, wow, what can I do to make a bit of a difference? And I actually attended, I don't know if you guys um, went to this one or, or actually heard about it, but I went to a Tomorrow Man event in Avalon three years ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's where they had 250 men. It was incredible. It was their biggest event I think wow. they had nationally. Yeah. And Avalon, as you know, like unfortunately a lot of other suburbs nearby have had a really high rate of suicide. Yeah. And I went to that and I was not that far out of the clinic, yeah. out of Northside Clinic. Yeah. But I was really keen to go and I went and even speaking to Gus sort of on the phone and, and via messages, he wasn't too sure what it was going to be like. And I sat yep. there and I went, 
wow, this is incredible. You know, there's 250 blokes ranging from 17-year-old kids up to, I think the oldest was 76. Yeah. And some real hard nuts in there who really, you know, hadn't shown their feelings and gone through some fairly tragic episodes in their life with, you know, their own kids taking their lives. And I kind of walked out of that, and that was in 2018. Yeah. I can't remember the exact date, but it was in April, May. I think it was May or June. Yeah. And I walked out and I kind of had this idea and I rang Gus a few days later and keeping in mind I'd just come out of the clinic. Yeah. And I probably wasn't still in the best frame of mind. <laughs> and I said, Gus, I've got this idea for a, you know, a swim, 12-hour swim, mm. not 24 hours. Yeah. And this is what it's going to do and we're, we're going to you know, get sponsors, we're going to raise money. And I wasn't too sure about the mechanics yet, but I'd yeah. sort of also bounced a few ideas off Pedro at that stage because Pedro's obviously involved too. And Pete Burge. Pete Burge, sorry. Right, yeah. yeah, Pete Burge. Former guest. Of the Former show, guest. guest. <laughs> yeah, well, that's who, that Burgey was the one who got, got Wardy on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Pedro, you know, I've had his own challenges too. Absolutely. And, and so, so, so although I knew Pedro beforehand because I, I went to school with his wife, there was a commonality there. So yeah. I spoke to him about some ideas. And within a sort of very short period of time of, let's say, I don't know, June to June, July, August... We kind of come up with a concept, bounced it off a few people, mm-hmm. never really leveraged my mates. I mean, I've got some incredible yeah. um, mates who are very smart, um, you know, have got their own skill set. But there was a commonality there around northern beaches, yep. swimming, doing something for the community mm-hmm. and, and yep. watching what was happening on the northern beaches. So really, it, it was actually done over about a two to three month period. Yeah. And then um, we sort of went live in November of that year, which is 2018. Yeah. Held the event March the following year, and the first event we raised eighty two thousand dollars, which was incredible. Yep, wow. So it was a very. When I look back now, I was thinking, "Wow, that was really kind of quick and short." Yeah. And it really showed to me how the you know the community can galvanise at a grassroots level. Yep. And just come together so quickly. Yeah. You know, I guess um, the timing was probably. Good's not the right word, but the timing was there to really, I think, to try and make a difference and galvanise community to do mm. something. Yeah. And there's incredible work being done by individuals like Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, you've got the 180 group in Avalon and a bunch of different other people mentoring yep. men. Yep. But I think what we did, which we offered something different, was actually to try and bring a lot of those groups a bit together yep. in a somewhat fun but competitive... Oh, kind of fun competitive environment mm, yep. and to do a swim which was open to everybody including you know your, your granddad your, your grandmother your kids yeah. which is a pretty unique event yeah yep. so you mentioned lived experiences and mm. you kind of dipped into it then mm. um, i'm going to assume that that is what was the driving force for this whole thing to, oh, to get the ball rolling probably it was yeah. um probably a tipping point because probably like you guys to some degree although i don't know all your background we're pretty Privileged when mm. you think of it. And, yep. you know, I went to a good school. I've got incredible mates. Um, you know, I earn a pretty good living, so I've mm. got the means to seek help. Yeah. And I think sitting at uh, the Tomorrow Man event in Avalon and, and being in the clinic and experiencing that and seeing people far worse than me who had substance abuse issues, mm. depression, you know, people with psychosis and all sorts of things, and I'm looking at myself... Going wow, I'm I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. Now it's all perspective, right? Sure. At the time you don't see that. Yeah. But, so but re- yeah. rewind it a bit before yeah, yeah. that. Like yeah, yeah. You, that's kind of like you getting out of that and having that. I guess almost come to Jesus moment where you're going to make a difference. But it wasn't. It was pretty dark there for a while. Yeah, it was. Look, I um, 
it was pr- pretty challenging. And you know, now when I look back, I can see it with some advice from the doctors and professionals. Yeah. A series of moments in my life which obviously then really came to a head and impacted me. And it, and yep. it goes back... I think it goes back as far as, you know, when my dad passed away when sure. I was 13. Yeah. You know, massive heart attack, 48. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, just didn't survive the 80s. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of, lot of similar dads and mums who probably drank Do- a lot and all smoked. And, yeah, yeah, correct. And he had a massive heart attack and, and dropped dead, which is, you know, I'm a year older than that now. It's yeah. quite frightening to think sure. that. And I actually look back now and the absolute um, thing for me was the strain and the impact it had on my sisters, my mum, and probably me as a young man, yeah. not having the mentoring. But again, I was very fortunate. I had two uncles who did a lot for us financially and also as a mentor, take me to the rugby. And I remember some really fond memories of going up to Queensland to see my uncle Richard. And um, Sorry, boys. No, um, no absolutely. Don't you know, sorry. and seeing what they sort of did for me. Yeah. And I look back now and I go, wow, that was... Yeah, they went pretty, pretty cool, right? So yeah. far above and beyond. Correct. Yeah. So, so I guess then if I fast forward to yep. sort of um, prior to what happened in 2018, my wife had been going through, um, uh, you know, cancer treatment. She yep. got diagnosed essentially at age 40 with um, stage four non-Hodgkin lymphoma, mm-hmm. uh, and she went through multiple treatment until, um, you know, we just did a stem cell. She's just come off the back of a stem cell transplant last year. Yeah. So we're still not through the thick of it, mm. but we're certainly on a good track. Yeah. And then you throw into a really stressful job I was in at the time, not, not a very nice environment. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I'd been living for four years, I guess, with, with, with um, Jules's health. Yeah. I didn't see it at the time. And being a typical bloke, and you guys will appreciate this, yeah. and probably the audience is, when my wife got diagnosed through that broader support from the cancer council, you yeah. get offering, you get offered um, counselling. Yeah, yeah, you, kn- for, you knocked it back. Oh, I just said, well, why do I need that? I don't need that. Yeah, and I kind of look back now, and it's easy now. But I went, God, gee, wish I wish I'd put my hand up. Yeah, and I probably didn't realise how much it was impacting me. Um, and it wasn't until talking to the doctor and and sort of being diagnosed with clinical depression yep. and acute anxiety. Yeah. I then look, kind of start to reflect back and I go, wow, I think this goes back a long way in my life. Yeah, sure. Not dealing with my dad's death. Yep. Um, you know, there's some mental health issues in my dad's side of the family, which I've never really reflected on. Yeah. And then I look at, um, you know, what happened with my, my wife's illness, which was there for a long time and the yep. pressure I'd probably put myself under. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that probably all combinated to then me going downwards and the tipping point, I remember this really well and I won't go into the, all the specific details because it'll probably give away a little bit who I was working for at the time but <laughs> I remember um, I remember being on a conference call yeah. and it was almost overwhelming and it was, I should have been at the top of the world because Julie had just been given some really good news. Yep. She was being, been given news that she was not in remission, it's not the right word, but everything had stabilised, yeah. everything was good, you know, you're in a really good place. And I should have been top of the world. And I yep. remember then coming home and really sort of breaking down and speaking to Jules and then I just couldn't work out what was going on. Mm. And and it's not uncommon. So if you speak to any counsellors or psychiatrists or anything like that, they say yeah. it's very common for the partner to come crashing down yeah. um, at that period mm. because you've been holding it together for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but again, I didn't, I didn't see the signs. Yeah, but it's easy to look back now. Yeah, I think as well. Like, like I said to you, I, I, we spoke this morning. I said, "Are we okay to talk with this?" Because I've been diagnosed with the same things, and I had a very similar experience where I, I just moved back from America and I was battling these demons, and I thought that that was going to be the magic wand and everything was going to be okay. State was living in my the spare room at mum and dad's, and one morning I just found myself on the edge of this bed. Cont- crying uncontrollably and my mum comes in and is like what's wrong and I like I didn't know I was like I just want I just don't want to feel like this anymore but I couldn't explain it and I think that was my exact tipping point and it was kind of almost rock bottom I guess and you know that point you have to hit to kind of be willing to to get answers like I just refused to kind of initially accept the diagnosis mm-hmm. and like I no one could tell me that I was depressed I was sweet but I knew again with the benefit of hindsight it all makes it all made so much sense because mm. back then for me anyway it was like there was a combination of trying to protect people around me mm. by not really showing what was really happening but mm. there was also you know you're playing the victim poor me to yourself and you're trying to snap out of it you just can't and and the, the moment i told my parents how i really was feeling was like step step one to recovery and you feel better right i yep. think and I think this is what's interesting with blokes and 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 women. Um, it's it's obviously, unfortunately, men don't deal with it as well. But yeah. you, it's not until you reach out and you realise you've got support there. Now, whether that's peer support with your mates, whether it's you know a partner like you know Jules, my wife, who was quite incredible. She didn't know how to deal with it, by the way. But yeah. she rang up a mate of mine, Sandy, who's quite close to to Peter Birch too, yeah. and he was incredible. You know, yeah. um, so for me, there was a lot of non-judgment. Which was fantastic, yep. and that's a big issue for, for anybody with, yeah. with with this challenging. Yep. Um, I had an incredible network of support, and obviously, I had the means to get professional help. Yep. But I think you're right. Once you put your hand up for help, and this is the thing I always try and talk to kids, and I've you know done a bit of work um, as an ambassador for Gotcha for Life with, with schools, is to say, you don't realise how much support is out there, yep. and don't be embarrassed. Yeah. to ask for help because it's not until you put your hand up and it's a really brave thing to do. Yeah. Once you do get that support, yeah. um, you're right, it is the first step because yeah. then you get this relief that you've actually told someone about it yeah. and you feel better. Now, it still takes a long time. I mean, I was really conscious. You know, you then go, what's, what's going to happen in the industry, my work, yeah. how are my mate's going to feel. You know, when you're in that state, you're quite paranoid about yeah, people looking at you walking down the street. Absolutely, that paranoia is there. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's a little bit of acute anxiety. So I think once you start to talk to someone yep. and you've got that um, trust, yep. and then obviously then you can go to the next step and get that professional help, yep. um, you, you just feel so much better. Um, but that's a problem with a lot of guys particularly. They won't talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Because they think there's not help out there, but there is. It's it's quite the opposite. Yeah, I know. It's for us, our circle of friends and family, it's changed everything, us just kind of blurting all this out on, on on in the public forum hasn't it yeah and not just like our close friends as well like it's it's brought in people that are sort of have have held back and sort of mm. stayed back and, and kind of just kept to themselves a little bit mm. they're reaching out to us more and and I find like myself reaching out to them a little bit more um just because of that i guess that vulnerability and the fact that they put themselves out there like a couple of guys that i probably only speak to maybe once a year and after we started this thing one of them messaged me and was like basically just flooded the gates of of all his 
information of what's been happening with mm. his life and I had no idea. And so It's incredible you say that because I think this is what's changed. You know, you've got forums like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you become what I call a bit of a beacon in the community, rightly or wrongly, whether you want it or not, if you're starting to talk about these issues, get them out in the public, get people like myself on and Steve and others, it's incredible the amount of people come to you. And I can't mm-hmm. tell I mean, I won't go into all the stories, but I, I can take sometimes two or three phone calls a week. Yep. Now, I'm not a trained professional. I've done, you know, obviously I've done a bit of training with, with Steve with the Mental Health First Aid. And yep. I've done a few other courses, mm-hmm. but by no means am I a professional. But the amount of people who then probably have that element of trust and then they want to share it with you. Yeah. It's 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 quite incredible the amount of people who've come to me, and even people I don't know well. Um, some of the conversations I've had with them has been really quite yeah. good because they've shared their story, and yep. sometimes it's just a matter of sharing the story in a trusting, comfortable environment. Mm. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to what you said. Like it's just that relief of someone like like Gus's slogan, which we had him on on episode eleven or whatever. Don't worry alone. Is just is is still the best one line that we've heard in this in this kind of 27 episode journey of us like mm. don't worry alone is just the most poetic way to describe like mental health and what and i liked um i was listening to you on another podcast and you you were talking about how you're trying to change the narrative of mental health to mental fitness, fitness correct yeah tell us about yeah. that so look it was a it was a discussion we've had for a little while because i think when you look at mental health it still has stigma against it right absolutely um and it's probably more the the mental rather than the health yep um side of it yep and i think as we normalize it and we start to open up the conversations we try and talk about it as your fitness and and we're sitting in a gym here so you Mm. have good days and bad days like i had a really bad day yesterday on food and exercise yep and i think with mental health even people who probably don't have a um clinical sort of um diagnosed condition yep um, even the best of us can go up and down. So what we're trying to do is talk about mental health and say, well, no, it's like mental fitness. And the analogy I'd give is, you know, if you're a footy player or if you're in sport or whatever it might be, cricket or tennis, if you hurt your calf muscle, what do you do? You you go and put ice on it. You might get some, um, you know, some, some anti-inflammatories and you hopefully then go you and do see everything a physio or whatever. Correct, yep. right? And you get it looked after. Mm. And what we find is with, with mental fitness, we're trying to break it down like that and say, yep. look, you're going to have good days and bad days. Yep. And, and it's sort of this this sort of approach where, you know, it's a bit hard to see visually, but on the left-hand side, on your left hand, you've got a bad day, which is the worst. On the right-hand side, you're top of the world. Now, you're going to fluctuate between the two points. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to say with your mental mental health. I mean, I, I still have challenging days yep. and and, yep. and I have really good days. Yep. And what we're trying to do is say, guys, that's normal. Yep. You know, that's it's, – it's normal. Now, people – it's a bit like anxiety, right? Anxiety is normal. When you go out and you learn something new, yeah. your anxiety goes through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. When people get on a plane, you might get anxiety. Yeah. Now, there's there's unhealthy anxiety where it actually goes off the Richter scale and yeah. you 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 know you you then have to get some professional help. Yeah. And we're trying to say the same with um, mental fitness. You're yeah. just going to have good days and bad days, and you've got to manage it. And I know Gus talks about this. Uh, is they they talk about the um, emotional muscle which is a bit of a hard concept to get around, but that's your brain and, mm-hmm. you know, the emotional side of you. You've, mm-hmm. got to, you've got to work on it. You've got to um, develop it. Um, and it shouldn't be seen as a negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this almost clinical white coat psychiatrist when you talk about mental health. 
and when you change it to mental fitness, because kids get it. So yeah. when I'm at a school, yeah, and I say, you know, tell me about your fitness. Oh yeah, it's good, it's bad. I'm unfit or I'm not fit. I said, what do you think about mental health? And when you start to break that down, yeah. kids, I tell you, absolutely get it when you talk about mental fitness. Yeah. So when you see all the vernacular we use and all the branding, a lot of it, um, which is aligned obviously with Man Anchor to some degree and Got You For Life, is all around talking about mental fitness yep. and not mental health because it just pivots the conversation in yeah. the positive way. I know, like I noticed because Gussie is, loves a camera, so he's on he the Today Show every bloody He loves morning. it more than me. <laughs> I, I notice, I notice how consciously he talks about it being mental fitness. Correct. And as you say, like I think it sort of it gives you the point of view of it's something that you can work on without it being detri- like without it being bad to begin with. It's not a negative. It's no. just it and is it, what it yeah. is, right? And, and, and it is for some reason the word mental health does sound like Correct. it's something that is being dealt with after it's happened. Whereas mental fitness is like, oh no, I know I can work on my fitness anytime. Like I can work on that even when I'm feeling good, mm. which What's, is a massive thing that Nathan does now. Yeah, like, absolutely. Even though he feels good, he still keeps doing the same things that got him out of the rut. Because who knows when you're going to end up back in there. Well, as you know, I mean, if you look at all the research and talk to anybody uh, who's in this space, um, depression can be managed by, um, or moderate depression, I should say, can be certainly managed by exercise. And there's a really good argument that, you know, certainly mild depression, you don't need medication. Now, I'm not not suggesting um, that that's suitable for everybody, but... um, you certainly there's a lot of research out there saying that how incredible exercise is and that's kind of coming back to head of our border the question earlier yeah is we wanted to do something which is around fun and exercise because that's obviously a great way to manage your your depression and also to connect with people and that's probably the thing i missed earlier is yeah is if you look at our broader community there's a great connection you've just mentioned some people there we're all connected yeah and i think that's inc- you know you, you you've got to stay connected yeah and if you look at what we just went through last year and we'll continue to go through with COVID, you know, that's had a mass- massive negative impact on yeah. people. Um, and we don't even know how bad. No, well, we don't. I mean, we, we know the suicide rate on the northern beaches is through the roof. Yeah. And, and we won't talk about the stats because yeah, I don't awful. have the latest ones, but it's awful. Yeah. And, and, and there is absolute a direct correlation to um, COVID. Um, yeah. And you speak to any professional, they'll... they'll I'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah. So usually one of us has to come up with some sort of segue to get back to where we're going, but you did it yes. for us this time. So oh, there we go. <laughs> tell us where your um, 24-hour oh, – I gave away what it was, but your swimathon yes. is at now. Um, so we look only about five weeks out. The yeah. swim's on the 20th and 21st of March at Collaroy Rockpool. Uh-huh. It's a 24-hour swim, but don't get too hung up about the 24 hours. <laughs> it's over 24 hours. It doesn't matter whether you swim one lap or 100 laps. Yeah. We cater for all levels. Uh-huh. And to date, I was actually looking, just before I jumped out of the car, I was looking at the numbers. We're up to about 300 and I think 12 registrations, which yeah. is incredible. We're well up from last year at this time. How are you going to put 312 people in that rock pool? Oh, easy. We can do about 1,000 actually oh, over shit. the time. Yeah. Yeah. We're not all in there at the same no, time. No, not all there at the same time. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do. We. we you put would, it in shift working. Would, yeah, well, it is. It is. It is. So, look, the, the, the idea there and, and, and the thinking behind 24 hours, getting a little bit, little bit back to when I was talking to Gus, my original concept was 12, but we went 24 hours because Gus said, let's make it newsworthy. Mm-hmm. I think, um, unfortunately, a lot of people, particularly men, take their own life after being Yeah, night. I heard you say that. Yeah, so that is definitely part of the reason why we do 24 hours. Yep. And also, you know, 
the swim's quite incredible. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah. And 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 having it over twenty four hours allows a lot of people to come down at different times. Yeah. And they've got different challenges, right? So yep. you've got some kids swimming with their granddad. Yeah. You've got swimming groups coming down. We've yeah, got, yeah. you know, Tommy Carroll came last year. Yeah. I know he's coming back down. I think he does the four o'clock shift in the morning. Oh. I am. We've got uh, the boys from Before the Dip, another podcast, not as good as yours, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Ravi and Mars. They're going to kill me when they hear this. Marzi and Rav, uh, Ravi, they have a great um, podcast. And, yeah. um, Are they going to podcast from, from the event? Oh, it's a better name too. I don't know. It is. Before the Dip, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. But anyway, they, they come down and do 3 o'clock. They've got a little group now where they've got a bunch of guys come down at 3 a.m. in the morning. do it? Oh, you're doing as you're back. You're, you know what? We've got a fitness challenge the day before. You're I on think, the Friday, aren't you? We're on oh, Friday. shit. We're on yeah, the so it's, that, it's the weekend. But you've got, you got heaps of time to come down. Yeah. Oh, so I'll come down. I've got a swimming cap. I was going to ask. Um, I noticed because we've got Gussie coming down, and down to do ours on the Friday. Yes. He's doing a couple of laps on a bike apparently. Is he going to get in the water as well? He does. Incredible. Yeah. He's not a swimmer. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's looking a lot better in the sluggos now, let me tell you. I've actually got a pair of Gotcha for Life sluggos. Yeah. So. Mine, mine are a bit tight. <laughs> not for those reasons either, mate. There's COVID curves, let me tell you. Um, getting back to the swim, though, yeah. look, I, I think what, what makes it really incredible and, and the feedback we've had is it's fun. Anybody can get involved at any level. Yeah. You know, we've got four lanes. We've got the beginner, um, the hack, the weekend warrior, and the pro. Mm-hmm. So... I tried to go into the pro lane um, last year and I got absolutely mowed down by some Ironmen and some really good swimmers. <laughs> so I had to demote myself, which was really <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but that's a good thing, right? It's Anybody can come down. Yeah. And you don't have to swim. If you don't want to swim, you can volunteer. If you don't want to volunteer, you can just donate and you can just come down and watch. We've got music, although I'm not too sure we'll be able to do that this year. There's a barbecue. We've got um, relay races on the Sunday morning. We've yeah. got 12... Relay teams confirmed. Wow. You know, we've got schools coming down. We've got gyms, sporting clubs. Here's a challenge for you. So the oh. Cube Gym last yeah. year, yeah. I know you guys have got your thing on Friday. They had someone in the water oh, uh, the every, hour, oh, a different, every hour. Every yeah. hour. And we've got another group doing it. So we've got, um, do you know um, Jason Partington from um, um, Meditation for Men? Does all the meditation. Incredible guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. um, we've been talking to him and they're pretty confident they'll have 50-odd men together. Oh, wow. And we're just starting up a fundraising page for them too, um, which all goes obviously to Head Above Water and all the programs. Yeah. Um, but they're confident they'll get about 50 blokes and they're going to have someone in the water every minute for the 24 hours. Wow. So wow. it's really cool, right? Yeah, That's wow. Amazing. Yeah, really cool. And you obviously, you're fundraising for Gotcha for Life during this. Well, the, yeah, so, so the way it works is we're, like I said, we're the conduit, but the money goes through Gotcha for Life because obviously um, it needs to be a registered charity. Yep. Uh, the other thing is they have all the program partners set yeah, up. Exactly. Which is, which is obviously Tomorrow Man, Tomorrow Woman, um, Man and Car. Yeah. Um, so it makes it it's a very easy vehicle plus you know yeah. gus does some incredible things yeah. national footprint and i really love what he does and that was the alignment yeah our last fundraiser was through gotcha well, our, yeah, yeah, our, our first, first yes. our, our yeah. only fundraiser <laughs> um and yeah it was just so incredibly easily easy to oh it's to good do. and you obviously you know for me you know we have a let's call it direction and influence on where that money goes mm. Um, but it also ties in with the events Gotcha for Life are doing on the Northern Beaches. So the whole idea is, is this: the concept is a sustainable um, building, sustainable and mentally 
uh, fit communities. That's what we're trying to do. So what we're saying is get involved, come down and swim. It costs you $30. Maybe go and raise as a family $250 or if you're a, you're a sponsor, put in $5,000, right? Yeah. For a lane. All that money goes back into the local community through workshops. Mm. So it's a self-funding or sustainable model. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're actually working with Got You For Life, which is pretty exciting. I haven't really told too many people this. We're looking at how we scale it up because we've got Knox. We're looking at doing a swim at. Yeah. Um, we've got some interest in Newcastle, um, down in some other country areas. And mm. we're working on a model at the moment, particularly an education model for the schools because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of interest there. And we're looking at how we scale this up on a national so the idea is we take it to, um, for example, it could go to, um, it could go to Orange, yeah. a really yeah. big swimming community out yeah. in the country there. They hold a lot of water polo tournaments. There's a couple of private schools and public schools invested in the swimming there. Yeah. And unfortunately, they've got some incredible, uh, incredibly bad stories up there around the drought yeah. and mm. COVID and yeah, what's been going on, right? So we're going, well, that could be a great opportunity to go and do something. Yeah. Raise the money there. Vi got you for life and we run programs. So that money we raise there actually goes back into that local community. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's a, the model. That's a good concept. Yeah, obviously we're focused on the northern beaches and, you know, we're hoping this year. Um, I haven't called this yet, but I'm hoping. And the lower end will raise, say, $80,000. At the higher end, I'd love to crack 100000 yeah, And if wow. we can do that, that would be incredible for the northern beaches yeah. in terms of what we can yeah, do. unbelievable. Yeah. And, and where do you, you you've got a full time working working gig, um, <laughs> correct? Fa- father of three. How do you find the spare time to to run a annual fundraiser like this? It's look, it can get really challenging, and I it's a really I was talking to um, Parky, one of the guys who who um, is on the um, executive, and I was saying to him only yesterday, I said it's really challenging because you get you know it's not good for your mental health. You got to really balance it up, yeah, and you got to be really really careful, yeah. Um, because it is like the other day, I was up at four in the morning, worked yeah. four hours on some head above water stuff, and yeah. then started my real job at yeah, eight o'clock. Yeah. It, it's hard to get the balance right, but yeah. in saying that, it's incredible the people I've got behind me doing yeah. socials, fundraising. We got PR. I mean, I got three or four mates. Um, you know, Pedro's got a production. Um, just TV doing background. it all. Just yeah, I've got a all. bunch of mates yeah. who do that now. Mm. Um, so the load is spread. Yeah, but but it is hard sometimes but look it's the rewarding part is it's going to a really good cause yeah and um when you get down there like i said even if you guys come down you don't swim it's the atmosphere is quite oh we've got to get in yeah Yeah, it's quite incredible yeah so you see that and you go wow and then you get phone calls from people i took one the other day he went and did the mental health first aid course with um steve gamble which was funded by us yeah by head of one of those yeah they're incredibly good yeah um, and really practical, and he rang me and said, Wardy, oh, I can't thank you enough. You know, I've got an employee, and I've just gone through the process, went through the steps, and, and I said, mate, you, you, you can, you're absolutely saving lives when yeah. you start to get involved in this space. Yeah. So I'm absolutely convinced that the workshops we're doing and the work we're doing, I can't put a number on it, nah. but I can tell you now we're saving lives. So yep. every dollar someone puts in, mm. it goes towards helping people and, yep. and, and trying to reduce the suicide rate. What's your um? What's your mental fitness look like at the moment? Well, it's pretty good. Look, I, I don't don't mind sharing this. Um, I was almost 120 kilos at six foot five, which yep. is well overweight for me. I'll tell you, before, <laughs> don't finish that thought just yet. So I asked Gussie. I asked Gussie. Yeah. To just oh, say, here we go, um, mate. Can I just looking for a few words to describe Wardy? Mm. Seven foot of beautiful human. <laughs> 
Honesty, vulnerability, the perfect ambassador for Gotcha for Life as he has the live as he has lived the journey. Wow, that's very nice, Gussie. So I think he does like he's got a bit of a bromance. I think it's two way though a bit with yeah. him. It's I, easy, it's I do easy love to him. happen though. He's a good man. Oh mate, he's, as soon as I'm, as soon as we met him, it was yeah. just like bang, he walked through this door, we met here. Yeah. And as soon as he walked through this door, I was just go, I love this bloke. He's an incredible soul. Yeah. People don't see when he was on the radio, although he still is, he reminds me I don't listen to him enough on, <laughs> on Saturdays. But you see this goofy almost um Whipping boy. Whipping yeah, but he's also kind of um um yeah, seen a bit sort of fun and everything, but when mm. you actually yeah. start to get to know him, yeah, he's an incredible bloke. Yeah, and yeah. Um, um, where was I? I've, got, I've lost now. Yeah, I, I really screwed you, you up have, on that one. I've lost you, my train you of were, thought. You're 120 kilos. Oh yes, yeah, so I was almost 120, and my my fighting weight or my swimming weight when I'm really fit is probably 100 to 105. Yeah, and I've lost. Um, I'm down to about 113. Yep. And I need to. I've got a goal to get down to about one hundred and five for the swim. But yeah, okay. I was, get in those well, I was off the grog for six weeks, and I absolutely fell off it on <laughs> on the weekend, big time, <laughs> which wasn't good. Wait, is swimming in your kind of in your blood? What's yeah? What's I was ask I, 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 I'm not an incredible. I wasn't a very good swimmer when I was young. Yeah, you know, I've surfed, and and I like to think I'm okay at it. I'm, yeah. You know, um, played water beaches, polo. Northern yeah, yeah, correct. Like you guys, you know, there's yep. always a, a, mm. a really strong tie to the ocean. So yeah. And I love it, but, but probably for me, I've really ramped it up. And then as a family, we're involved in Collaroy Swimming Club, which is an incredible yep. club, you know, family orientated, three or four generations, yeah. kids have a lot of fun. And so I really do like swimming. I wouldn't have said I was really good, but I'm certainly a lot better. And yep. I swim probably three to four times a week. I'm swimming tomorrow at 5.15, I'll swim yep. in the morning, drop my daughter off at 5, swim, then you know, come back home, the then get my thing? other daughter, oh, my, not my other daughter, my son. Yeah. <laughs> Or beach pool stuff? Uh, at that time in the morning, I was swimming in the Rockport Collaroy. Yep. Yesterday, we swam at six and it was in the ocean. I've got yeah. an idea. Yeah. So, we, Jamie Rogers is going to come on as a guest down the line. Another Gotcha mm. for Life ambassador. She's swimming the English Channel in yeah. 18 months' time. I think I could get some swimming lessons off her. <laughs> you don't It'd be better than me. <laughs> I'm not very good. That's amazing, the English Channel. I'm nowhere near that. Yeah. Yeah, well, wow. She, she's in a... T- She's in a two-year training program to do yeah. this, and it was just an idea. And she said it to Gussie, and then it's hap- it's happening. So she's like, she's at the point of no return. I, if you follow her on social media, oh, she, she is in the pool oh. every single day, sometimes twice a day. That's the thing day. she's put it. She's put it out there now, so she's, it's yeah, like yeah. she's got to stick with it. And go well, I put I put out incredible. a challenge for myself, which isn't nothing like that, but it's I've got a I'm doing seven and a half k's, yeah, yeah, which is you know pretty significant. Yeah. Um, I did it last year. I actually went a bit over. I had a, I had a, I had um, ten k down. I didn't quite get there. Uh-huh. How many laps is that? Well, it's fifty meters. So yep. what's that? Two hundred laps, I think. Seven and a half k's. Fuck, man. Yeah. I'll give you twenty. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, of yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think like because I got into swimming uh, year before last, and I was going every morning, and I think maybe a kilometer was where I would hit. And I'd just be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty lazy. Like tomorrow I'll do 1,500. It's not very long. but I just lose count as well. Yeah, you lose count and you get um, – unless you're doing someone or you're getting pushed, you get a bit bored. So getting yeah. back to my fitness, the problem I have is I do a fair bit of swimming for someone who doesn't do squad training. Yep. But I don't really push myself. Yeah. So it's kind of a lazy swim. But yeah. for me, part of it's the whole mental health. Yeah. And talking about connections, it's an incredible community down at Collaroy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's a Rob and Cindy at Taste down there who are really good supporters of the swim. Yeah. Yeah. They're open up at 4.35 in the morning. Everybody goes in there. You know, they're really, really kind. Yeah. Um, you know, they do a lot of sponsoring for the swim too. But what I guess the point I'm getting to is part of it is the exercise. Yeah. And as you guys would know, part of it's the, the mateship and the connections. Mm-hmm. And we all go and have coffee afterwards. And, yeah. you know, we've started up a little subgroup. I'm going to let you on a little secret. Yeah. We have a little subgroup okay. here. Secret men's business. I might be able to get a T-shirt for you, but I yeah. might have to charge you for this one. Yeah, okay. Because um, this is not part of Head Above Water. But we've got a swimming group called the... Um, Old and the Restless. Okay. And like. we've got a massive membership of about four people. Okay. I like um, it. <laughs> it's not very big. Yeah. And we sort of – got to swim in the ocean to be able to get one. Um, you become a sub-member if you come down and do a swim from the point at Collaroy to um, um, flight deck and back. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's only 1,500. Uh-huh. And if you're lucky enough to do that and survive yeah. – uh, we can get you a T-shirt. Yeah. They're pretty cool. I'm guessing it's a bit of a play on the bold and the beautiful. It is. In Manly. Yeah, yeah, well, we swim down at the bold and the beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of funny because John, who does it, it's in his um, – how old is he now? 66 or 67. He's going to kill me if I've made that too old. <laughs> and then I'm coming up 50 this year and then there's a splatter of other people who are sort of in their – 40s, 50s, and 60s. But we all swim down there regularly. There's a bunch of us. That's um, awesome. But John and I are probably the regular ones. And through COVID, we're really lucky, as you guys know, even though we're in lockdown, mm-hmm. you could still exercise. I, I was swimming five to six times a week. Yeah. And all through winter in sluggos. Yeah. So we no wetsuits allowed. Yeah. And it was incredible. We had these beautiful days in the middle of lockdown. Yeah. You know, swimming at only six in the morning. In the only ones in the ocean. It was it was just incredible. That's what you want. So that's where it's good for the mental health, right? Yeah. Is, is That's part of it. Yeah. Um, and then I walk, I stretch. Yeah, have to stretch because routine seems you know, to be a common theme, right? Like yep. we've had a couple, a lot of yeah. people on this show, my, myself included, have had their their battles. And one of the things Pedro is a huge like. He, mm. I've he's I've almost kind of had him as a mentor for me. Now we caught mm. up for breakfast last week, and that's how we got to talking about you and routine and 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 doing the healthy habits regularly mm. is kind of always. I mean. It's not rocket science, right, to know that, that but you still got to do it. It's, it, you know what's really hard? It's hard to be disciplined. Yeah. And it's really easy to be undisciplined. And what I mean by that is it's very easy. And I, I, I'm falling into a really bad trick at the moment in sometimes going online and then getting stuck on it. And mm-hmm. I try not to go into social media too much because I don't think it's healthy full stop, um, although I am a lot for head above water. Also, watching TV really late and then sitting there going, why did I just watch that Netflix yeah. or stand? I know Pedro loves his stand yeah. and Netflix. He's, he's hooked on a couple of shows. <laughs> yeah. So he's late night cereal as well. He's yeah. Telling us about that yeah, addiction no, that he's got. No, correct. So, <laughs> so for me, because I'm a real, I'm up at anywhere between 4.30 and 5 almost yeah. every day. Yeah. So for me, I'm not getting enough sleep at the moment. Yeah. And, and it's hard to be disciplined getting into bed early. Making sure you get that sleep. I'm pretty easy getting up in the morning. It's, yeah. it's actually for me. It's the 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 night before yeah. being disciplined saying, to yeah. get off a screen, read a book. You know, you said us all the obvious stuff. So when I was in the clinic, and and you you know you learn about all of this. You know, have a hot shower half an hour before you go to bed because yeah. it gets your rhythm. You gets your whole your whole body into it. That's mm. a real natural thing. Um, don't watch a screen for an hour, which is not always practical, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, try and have an early dinner. You know, all these sort of things. Try and get a that nine hours sleep, whatever it might be. So for me, I'm probably not doing a very good job in that space at the yeah. moment. Um, you, you've said it a couple of times, the clinic. What, tell us about that experience. Was that your, was that your 
absolute rock bottom? Look, it probably was, but I, you know, my wife disagrees with me and some of my mates. I was certainly not that bad. Yeah. But I think um, looking back at ref- and reflecting and being very self-centred, which is very common around depression. Sure. Um, um, being really withdrawn from people, which is so opposite me, being quite sort yeah, of same. out there and gregarious. I'm just ticking these boxes yeah. right now. Um, screaming at the kids, working late, not being engaged, or sorry, not being present. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I was... I was not admitted because it was voluntary yep. and it was at Northside Clinic um, at St. Leonard's, which is a pretty incredible uh, clinic if you ever have to go anywhere. Um, so it was voluntary. Yeah. But I guess you could say I was highly encouraged by my wife, by good mates. Yeah. And also uh, by the family doctor who who has had a lot of experience in mental health and yep. been involved in this space um, for a long, long time. So um yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, because I met some really, really cool people, and you know, for me, and I said this before, I was really fortunate. I had no substance abuse, so most people in there, yeah. when I say most, probably the great majority, mm. um, they're interrelated with mental health. And yeah. so for me, I remember, I remember this really well. The doctor said, "Wow, you really, you know, you got really good friends. You're open about it. You don't yeah. have any, any, any substance abuse issues. Yeah. You're actually." You're yes. a model student. Yeah. Just well, you're about. kind of a model student, but you're not good, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. So, you're the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, correct. Um, um, so, But it was good. Look, I was in there for um, four weeks almost. Yeah. You know, the normal stays, 21 days. Yeah. And I probably stayed a little bit longer because I think it was just probably needed. And also, in fairness, I think my wife needed me to be there because, yep. she, in fairness, she was going through... Yeah probably a, certainly a tougher time than me with yeah. her own demons, um, yeah. but she's an incredibly That's strong so person. Hell, she must be the most amazing Oh, ever. she's mate, she's, she is quite incredible. Yeah. Um, she doesn't talk about it a lot. She actually yeah. really doesn't get professional help. She's incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, and what she's gone through has just been amazing. I mean, her body was absolutely smashed and depleted yep. going through a stem cell because they wipe out everything, right? Yeah. You go to a zero immunity yep. and she went through um, chemo before it. She went through radiation. It's pretty horrendous. Yeah. And to see where she's got to and where she is today and then what she had to put up with me, and I say put up because it would have been horrendous for her. Yeah. Um, and the support she gave me the best she could because she has no experience in mental health. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's probably a lifesaver for me. To yeah, be sure. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty incredible. She sounds like an incredible woman. Yeah, she is. She won't talk to many people about it, but she's pretty incredible. Did how long, like, uh, so after that kind of the Mm. clinic and that four-week experience, were Mm. you kind of, were you open to that story straight away or was that something you kind of really, like, you obviously kind of talk, like, it's never an easy conversation to have, but you are very open about it. Was there a time where you were kind of, like, embarrassed and and didn't really want too many people to know or how, how did you handle that? part of things short answer is yes embarrassed ashamed yep failed yep um it, it once i probably had some help with gas yeah as sort of i wouldn't say a mentor but someone i could speak to comfortably sure. and pedro by the way yeah absolutely um then you sort of start to work through that it's normal yeah you don't feel normal yeah but yeah it is i mean it's still i mean to, to, to be honest um my you know, and if people might listen to it from my work, a lot of them don't know about the full yeah. story. Yeah. 
um, they probably understand parts of it and they yep. probably know because a lot of the people follow me. Yep. Um, uh, and I'm still, I wouldn't say ashamed, but there's still elements of me where I don't really talk to people in yeah. the industry about it unless I'm really, really comfortable. Yep. Um, but in funny in saying that, I, I probably they probably do know because I go to schools. Yeah. I've spoken about it on podcasts. I've been mm. interviewed. And yeah, yeah. So I do talk about it a lot. But but it took me a few months, yeah. by the way. It, yeah. It's Again, I think luckily for me, I had a really incredible network of people. Yeah. Um, so the more you talk about it and, and, and there's no judgment. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to talk about. Yeah. I think now for me, like, my case it's more of a badge of honor now i think that i put the hand up and you know just good way to describe it it's like i i survived that and that if i can you can and i can be here to listen and that's one of the things that um steve's the mental health first aid course is some you don't have to have that the all the answers you don't have to have any of the answers sometimes they just want to be heard correct you don't you don't it's funny blokes want to fix things although i'm really hopeless at fixing anything around the house Um, they want to come up with a solution for you straight away. And it happens even with me. Oh, yeah, I've gone through that. And I go, well, no, we're different people. Mm. So, um, you know, I think um, the starting point sometimes is you just listen. Yeah. And that's actually helping whoever's talking to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a, I wouldn't say close mate, but a guy I know through the rugby scene and he's been involved in the club for a long time and, and one of his family members was really struggling and he rang me because... We're doing a bit of work with the Ringer Rats. Yep. And he bounced a few things off me and I said, look, you, you definitely seem to be doing all the right things, yep. you know, but but please seek some professional help. But, yep. and, he, and he just said, just you listening to me and knowing that I was sort of on the right track and yep. I put him in touch with some professionals. Yeah. He just went, I feel so much better because yeah. I know I, I think I'm doing the right thing now. Yep. Now, did I really solve his, his, his um, um, you know, um, siblings issue no but i really helped him because he felt like he was on track yeah um i mean it's an imp- incredibly powerful feeling isn't it we i mean we kind of we do sometimes feel like a counselor and <laughs> and and even myself like i like telling luke my problems now because it's just it is it's a weight weight off the shoulders mm-hmm. and you know like you can tell your partnership like i've had a shit day like this has Correct. annoyed me and just opening those lines of communication. I think it's the thing we've probably stressed the most, isn't it? This whole podcast journey is just mm. talk. It's mm. um as as you said, Wardy, in being a bloke, you do try to give a solution. And I don't know where I heard it, but I heard last week it was just like instead of instead of in that situation trying to tell someone that something's gonna be okay or you'll be right or that sort of thing, is to replace all that with something as simple as i hear you or i understand correct and i i didn't i never heard it so simple as that and like as you said it it is just a matter of listening sometimes and sometimes they actually don't even want to hear you say that it's going to be okay because they kind of do want to believe that it might not be okay and what do i do if it's not okay correct yeah absolutely and i think when you are in a really low point sometimes there's someone being there with you and I know, obviously, when people are at that really low spot and you're really worried about them harming themselves, mm. um, it's very important that you stay with those people. Yeah, just be there. Correct. You might not be able to fix them. Yeah. Well, you certainly probably can't fix them. Yeah. But if you're there, and, and then obviously there's a whole lot of other series of steps you can take, it's, it's so important. Yeah, so important. Well, as Gussie said it, you are 
definitely seven foot a beautiful human, or as you say, <laughs> six foot five. Thank you. <laughs> he must be way off. Um, you have raised so much money so far with Head Above Water. How do people get involved this year? Um, so, look, you can go to Head Above Water um, Collaroy. If you actually search Head Above Water Collaroy, it comes up because Avril Ravine has done a song called Head Above Water. Oh. So she tends to get, you know, higher on the yeah. Google search than us. Um, but there's a Facebook page. Um, you can go on to Head Above Water 1, which is Instagram. Yeah. Um, there's some incredible little social posts being done by um, Parky, who's um, uh, up in Queensland. He's relocated there, but he's a, he's a bit of an IT um, tech expert, and he's doing little profiles on all of the people involved. Mm. Oh, right. Um, so we've done one on Steve. We've done one on Gussie. We've done one on a guy called Steve DeBay, who's our photographer from Humans of the Northern Beaches. Yeah. yeah. Awesome individual. Yeah. Um, um, so you can follow us. It's really easy. And yeah. in that, you'll see links. You'll see promotions coming up. We've got a really exciting promotion coming up next week on um, encouraging people to do their own fundraising pages. Mm. And some of the prizes are, are, are fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you can just check us out there and um, or you just go to the website and you've got all the registration details. You've got a whole lot of information you can find out. Yeah, that's awesome. And yep. the fact that we are doing our own fundraiser at the moment, we have no issue with promoting another fundraiser like this because it, it is like gotcha for life it all goes into the same sort of bucket in the is, northern beaches but it is yep. it's it, gotcha for life i think it will always hold a really special place in our hearts for a really important charity for me and nathan not only was it like the first really successful fundraiser mm. that we put on well first was, fundraiser period oh. well yeah but i'm i'm uh saying that maybe our next one might be as successful as well oh yes so um well i hope so yeah, I think it'll always be a special place in our hearts. So we have no problem in promoting another charity at the moment, even though some people may only be able to donate to one of them. We're more than happy if it is yours instead of ours. But oh, um, look, that's fine. I they're think so, they're both such good causes, yeah. and um, yeah, we're just we're stoked to have heard your story. No, oh, thank you. In here, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty powerful. I eh? kind of goosebumps all throughout. So amazing, man. It's just yeah beautiful human it's a good way to gus, <laughs> gussie nail it again like he, even for a rooster supporter he does have a way with words <laughs> you'll never good. you'll never let go of that will you no how can i <laughs> a manly supporter he's mad too yeah he's, he's, he's mad too. i'm mad too um so yeah awesome so guys get on there um head to head above water we'll share all the socials. we'll obviously put it in all our socials in the links uh, how to donate and how to get when involved. I say we you will you're right <laughs> he does everything he's like he seems a bit techy that's good yeah yeah, yeah. are you saying yeah. I look like a nerd <laughs> well a little bit yeah. but a good nerd yeah he comes in with all, I am all I'm all set up shit. I've got yeah. the camera I've got the iPad I've got the recorder and everything but that's how this he's thing Batman happened. I'm Robin <laughs> yeah okay well I don't <laughs> know which one's better in that yeah, one yeah I don't know either um, so yeah thank you so much for coming on here it's and okay. uh, really the way you sort of opened up and the way you opened up to some two people that you've never met before um, just shows an, in, an incredible insight into the beautiful human that you are. Thank you. Yeah, Wardy, absolute legendary, man. What a what a buzz. I think we'll have to get you on after the um, after the fundraiser and get a wrap wrap up of that and we'll be down there. Well, I'll definitely get down there. It might be a bit trickier for you. 2 a.m.? Yeah, lock it in. <laughs> 2 a.m., lock it in. <laughs> you brought me a swimming cap? Yes. I'm in. There we I'm go. In. 2 a.m. I've never seen you in a swimming cap, but I'm interested. Nah, in that. I, I do. I've got the like I said, I've got the Gotcha for Life sluggos already. So I'll tell yeah. you what: if you get there around three, I'll find out. You might even meet, meet uh, Ravi and, and Muzz. 
the other podcast. Podcast balls. off. Oh, that's, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll go on their podcast. I'll let you. I'll let you know when they're swimming. Yeah. Maybe okay. you could crash their what, lane so, and go. We're the better podcast. Wardy came on. What do you? How do you do it? Do you? You're not there the whole twenty four hours. No, I'll be there from five in the morning on the Saturday. Yeah. Everything kicks off at eight. Yeah. I'll stay until about eleven and twelve o'clock. And then I'll go home for about four hours sleep, and then yeah. I come back and start the barbie up about five in the morning. Yeah. So it's a long, yeah, it's a long day, and then we have a little VIP event afterwards, which I'm sure you guys will get an invitation to. <laughs> well, that's um, pretty, which is, is pretty easy. cool. Uh, yeah. have right. on. There we go. I'll swim. I'll swim. <laughs> two a.m. I'll I'll get in one of the really undesirable times. That's undesirable. Two a.m. Is, yeah. is two a.m. as undesirable as it gets? There's not there many. Yeah. I've just signed up for something I don't want to do. Thank yeah. you very much, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me if you want me to cut it out. I'm not going to cut it no. out. Um, awesome. So, guys, head to Head Above Water. Um, you can find out all the information there, where to donate. And if you want to get involved and swim, you can get involved as well. Um, what do you, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we can't wish you any more luck with the whole event, um, with your wife. I hope everything turns out great and, uh, and obviously all your kids and, and life itself just thank you, mate. is great. I'm sure we're going to work with Wardy again. I believe. Yeah, I think you will. I'm yeah. a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. I really no. appreciate it. To yeah, get the message out there was fantastic. Unbelievable, unbelievable story. Thank you, Wardy. All right, no. Should we do this again next week? I think, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, we're so on we it. We're on a schedule now. We're on a schedule. We're a schedule. Yeah, we are scheduled. All right. All right, mate. Love That's you. It. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.